Yeah, yeah. Alright. Alright, let's do it again. What's happening? Good evening, and welcome to the Escape of I'm 50% of your host, uh, Ted Hallett, and uh, the other 50% is... Jason O'Brien. Hello there. Uh, we are here live at 593 Central Avenue West, uh, apartment 2, in the uh, shelter, in the bomb shelter, looking up at the street, and... Uh, bomb shelter on top of the hill. Sure, yeah. It's... Um, August 28th, uh, the weather is, uh, you know, a little bit chilly because it's nighttime. We're doing this, uh, we're doing this one at, uh, at 9.30 uh, in the evening. Usually it's we do it in the afternoon. This is the first time ever we've done it. It is. So who knows? Something different might come out in the, in the night as it uh, often does. After nightfall. Wow. Yeah. My God. You know what I mean? When was the last time we did this? Three weeks ago? Yeah. No, this is uh, this is number eight. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is because um, we th- we had the audio difficulties with one and two, and then uh, we went to try and fix those as episodes six and seven. And then I was like, well, the conversation, you know, the audio was difficult, but the conversation was good in episodes one and two. So I think we should just leave it. We've got eight episodes. We've already learned from our mistakes. True. And uh, you know. Uh, and yeah, yeah, let's just and move forward. And isn't that worth its weight in gold? Learning by your own mistakes. Exactly, exactly. That, that's the lesson. That's the lesson. You do it, you fuck up, and then you fucking you just like you do it again, and you fuck up again, and then you're like, fuck, back on the hook. I don't know. What am I gonna do? Fucking quit and give up? I believe Doubt it. Master Wayne. So we can, um. What was that? Alfred saying to Batman, why do we fall, Mr. Wayne, so we can get back up again? Yeah, it, Batman didn't. He wasn't making fun of Michael Caine's acting in that, though, was he? <laughs> so we can get back up again, Alfred. Must um, have. <laughs> I had a great weekend. I went to Algonquin Park with my buddies. And That's right. As a Northern Ontarian, I've never been to Algonquin Park, which is equal parts my shame, and I kind of think that Algonquin Park is a pile of shit because it's basically my backyard for my entire life. You know what, man? Uh, up until a year ago, I was, uh, you know, I was in the same boat as you. I had never been, I'd never really been camping. I mean, I went when I was a kid, but you know, that's like you're kind of supervise you with other people and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, pancakes and shit. But uh, this was like in the middle of fuck nowhere, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, and, the th- and the second time. Um, and portaging as well, right? Yeah. Um, and that always, you know, that kicks, m- that kicked my ass for mm-hmm. sure. It's, uh, you know, you, I don't do any physical activity for the whole year and this is the one physical activity I do. Yeah. And uh, I decide, you know, it's uh, it's it's difficult. It puts your body through the fucking you know test. But once when you get there, I mean the stars were unreal. It, they're yeah. just so vibrant and and uh, you know. And then you see satellites. It's so clear. You can actually yeah. see the satellites and uh, campfire <laughs> and um, and I did some of the best fishing I've ever done in my life. Really? I don't know if you know this about me, but fishing was one of my. Um, <laughs> 
when I was a kid, I, I, I it was like my main hobby. You, know? you you said you fished, but I didn't realize like it was your go to. Totally, yeah. I mean, I was uh, an only child, you know. I, mm-hmm. You know, you have no one to play with, so you like you go down to the lake, throw your rod in the in the you know in the lake, and listen to some music and stuff. So I did that a lot, and so this trip, I caught four, f- I, I caught two bass, two smallmouth bass, one rock bass. And then one big mouth bass, and there was one, one that breached the water. Mm-hmm. It was fucking amazing. It was like something from TV. Wow. You know, and yeah. I've never. It was so exciting. Mm-hmm. It was so exciting, and I and uh, but it, it snapped the line and it got away. Yeah. Um. And uh, so the ones that we did catch, we brought so on shore. I, I cleaned them myself, mm-hmm. and uh, we roasted them over the campfire. That's something I want to do. Is a is a bucket list. It's like you know you feel very Canadiana, you know. Yeah. You can find some bears and moose go camping. You go yeah. this wearing plaid, listening to Tragically Hip, barking at the fucking moon. Mm. We did mushrooms mm. for the first time in uh, forever. Nice. It oh was God. so much fun. It was so much fun. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we um, I when I was a kid, a bunch of us got, I think it was like a like an outboard motorboat and a canoe, and uh, we went off. Uh, like this rocky beach kind of edge place and we went around the the tip of uh the tip of whatever you know where the rock was and then we came around the other side and we we went for like an hour and then we uh we go on to this kind of gravelly kind of beach like just rocky beach and we're like oh jesus we didn't pack anything to eat and then i kid you not we find a cooler filled with food (laughs) and so we made a fire and we ate these strangers hot dogs (laughs) and we and we did all this stuff and we were like i think we'd all be really good in the wilderness (laughs) this is going great (laughs) the premise of three little bears or goldilocks with three little bears some chick breaks in eats the fucking people's food that's someone's food though man yeah Yeah, but they had abandoned their campsite like they left their cooler as well yeah they left the Coleman. The idea is that, you know, the respect for nature is that you're <laughs> supposed to leave your site in better shape than when you arrived. Mm. Yeah. Do your bit. <laughs> they took everything but the but the cooler. Well, then the prayers were answered. That's a little bit of universe going here, guys. Mm. Right? And you know what? When you're paddling mm. and in pain, <laughs> yeah. you think about... Like, you're so fucking exhausted. Don't get me wrong. It's beautiful and, and yeah. all that stuff, but it's work. Yeah. It is work. Yeah, so yeah. you start to think about, you know, people, you know, are the, you know, First Nations, like people who are first here, mm. you know, who ca- uh, how, how, how hard it must have been just to fucking survive, yeah. to find wood, to break that wood down, to get coals, to find food. Mm-hmm. If you don't find food, you're fucked. Then what you gonna, Then what are you gonna do to stay warm? It's just surviving, yeah. and it's exhausting. Yeah. How hard it must have been, you know. Can you imagine though that, like the the relationship you uh, they must have had with bison, right? Like the feeling they must have had for for bison, right? They go places and uh, and they follow and they you know they give warmth and they give food and you know it's yeah it, it's it's life yeah. And, you know, like, you just get up and you're like, all right, what kind of meat are the, are the bison? 
And then assholes like us will just order from Burger Priest at four in the morning. Oh, the Vatican Burger, please. <laughs> Vatican Burger. Oh, what? no, I get the I get the high priest. Oh. I go to. Mine's the one with that. Vatican's the one with the grilled cheese bites. Really? Yeah. Right, right. It's completely right. I got. I swear to God, I'm not sure, but I think the high priest has got like, um, it's like a quickly deep fried uh, patty of cheese, and I think it's Mennonite cheese. I I think it is. I I had Mennonite cheese when I was uh, when I was in like small town like southern Ontario, and um, and like it was granular and kind of like like you know like, like kind of uh, salmon colored and peppered. Uh, with little flecks of white, and it was delicious. It was unbelievably good. Burger King's a major chain, though. I don't think they're Burger's Priest. Burger Priest. Yeah. I don't think they have a Mennonite. Why wouldn't they? Mennonite colored cheese. Yeah, but it's like it's an Ontario company that might be what, like eight years old. Fucking love cheese. Yeah, it was tough work, eh? <laughs> Went to Niagara Falls this weekend as well, or uh, on Monday, Monday and Tuesday. What? Yeah, I went to Niagara Falls because um, I'm from St. Catharines. Mm-hmm. I'll skip it a jump from Niagara Falls. And most of my uh, misspent youth was uh, <laughs> was down on Clifton Hill, walking up and down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of like a cheap, uh, if you've never been there, it's kind of like a cheap version of, it's a strip, it's one street, and it's like a cheap version of Atlantic City or like, you know, Vegas, but but really, you know, really white trashy. So, But so much fun. They got Fudge there, and they've got you know go karts, and so you know just went on a little uh, adventure, and I got my hammock and I strung it up by a couple of trees overlooking the falls. Yeah, um, and it was great. I had a great outcome. I stayed at a, a little cheap, shitty motel. Nice. Um, ate. Uh, went to the keg. Had the most disgusting. It was the worst keg ever. Yeah. Never yeah. Tried. Don't yeah. Try it. Hmm. Denny's and then went to the farm and bought some peaches. Yeah. That are the best peaches. Uh, they don't, they don't make, they put them from the tree and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to give you some before you go to sleep. Nice. Oh, I love those so peaches. I had a great weekend. How was yours? Um, it was recovery from the uh, fundraiser that we did. Uh, it was like, fun- okay, the fundraiser, the fundraiser went so well. Uh, so just context, I've been, um, in a long-term plan of developing a play that I want to bring to Toronto. And uh, I've been planning it for years, and it's uh, it's a p- the play's called Wojciech, and it's the music is written by Tom Waits, this particular version of Wojciech. And uh, it went very, very well. Um, yeah. Yeah, we had eight different acts. Uh, it was like it was really varied kind of menus, music. Mm-hmm. Um, the room was filled with friends and like people who would love to see this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you well, know. that sounds awesome. Like, yeah. who wouldn't want to go see a musical? Uh, you know, with Tom Waits' music. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking brilliant. It's never been done in Canada before. It's been done in San Francisco once in like twenty twelve, thirteen, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was first. It first went on in two thousand, but I think right now the play. 
this has been a passion project of mine, so like I'm, you know, I might as well open a can up and <laughs> um the play is about uh a man who suffers from PTSD uh and uh he's running from job to job. It's set in the 1800s, like early 1800s Germany and uh one of his jobs is uh to make extra money is he, he gets uh a medical experiments conducted on him uh for extra money. And at the time le- uh a a doctor would treat uh a person of like a poor person kind of just like chattel like just like a petri dish and a number um but so when when the play happens this guy's eaten nothing but peas for three months um and he's uh he works in the barracks like like he's a soldier uh and he's the uh army barber okay and He's constantly berated. He's running from job to job. He's working on this strange freaking diet. Just peas. Just peas. And he's got a wife and he's got a young son. And they're eating peas as well. No, no. They can have whatever they want. He's doing all this. He's he's doing all this to make money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So so this is where you meet this guy. What? Well, it, it wasn't. I don't think it was Germany. I think it was Europe at the time. I think it's. I think it's the freaking world over now. People running around from job to job. What's eighteen hundred though? Like I'm trying to put like a time period in my in my brain. Um, is that like Dickens? is that like Charles post Dickens? musketeers? Like oh, okay. like there was weapons. There was swords and and muskets. Um, bayonets. I guess. Bayonets. Like I think they may have. Yeah, they're either at the bayonet stage or. Uh, just just prior, but like firearms are common. Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um. So, uh, shoot, where was I? The. Uh, the man's eating peas. Man's eating peas. Right? He's, he's the barber, and uh, and he's running from job to job. He doesn't spend any time with his uh, with his wife or his family. Uh, his wife, in, um is uh is a woman sh- and in real life she was uh re- she was a soldier's prostitute like she would be brought into a town where with a platoon like she would like her job would be to service the soldiers and that was the name soldier prostitute like soldier's whore yeah yeah so she retires from this and she marries Wojciech uh and she's at home alone and uh uh, she sees this drum major, and she sleeps with him. So this guy's got no respect she on any. On she yeah, cheated she on cheats on him. On the pea eater. Yeah, on the pea eater. This guy's eating nothing but peas. He's giving everything that he has. He's to got a kid. Yeah, he's got he's got a kid. He's got he's giving everything he has to his wife mm-hmm. and his son, but he's not able to enjoy and any this of chick it. This decides to fuck the drum guy. This yeah yeah she she steps out on him. Okay. So I, I don't like this trip now, but okay, go on. It's it's a You're complicated story. story. Uh, it's um, so he finds out from the from his bosses, yeah. who are like, "Oh fuck, that's gotta suck," like just like in you know in the town square, and they're just like, "Hey, can you get me you know can you get me my you know suit for tonight and like just run errands?" Oh yeah, your wife's cheating on you. Uh, wow. <laughs> Must suck to be you, and they laugh at him. 
And because um, I'm sure he's caught some shit from his wife being, you know, uh, a prostitute as well. That that character is well known in Little Nancy and all the other stuff. Mm. Is yeah. So he's having these issues. He he's poor. He's stressed out. He most likely has, or you know, he has mental illnesses, and um, and then this happens to him. And it's premeditated, but it's too much. And so he uh, he buys a knife, and he go and he takes his his wife out in the, into the woods and kills her. No. I don't care what anyone has done to me. Murder's wrong. Yeah. But the question that that the play uh, arises is or brings up is, um, is he criminally responsible for his actions? Is it premeditated, or is it just too much? For for a man in like a precarious uh, state of mind, I think a good lawyer would be able to get on that. Okay, well, it's a okay. This play is a real life play. The writer was a doctor, and uh, at the time they would the cadavers that they would use for uh, you know dissecting and uh, and like human examples were um, guys who'd be hung. So this guy in real life had had a difficult life, dealt with, you know, like he seemed to be by today's standards. He was dealing with anxiety and he marries the local soldier's whore. And uh, and but then she starts working again. And one night when she's uh, stepping away from this particular man's place, uh, he comes out and he and he stabs her. And it was he was hung to death. So the uh, so the doctor may have actually worked on the actual body, Wojciech. May you know like he may have been in the room with him, you, you know, mm. and he's so like he was real real keen, and uh, and he was like Jesus, my, you know, like all of these circumstances. Wojciech, the real person, had gone from uh, had gone from platoon to platoon to platoon. Uh, he would, you know, like be dishonorably discharged. He would go AWOL. He, you know, like he would just like flip out and just flip between things. And so by the time he's there, like he's worn out and like he needs to just settle down. So he's 40. She's like 42 or something. I, I'm, I'm not sure about the, those numbers, but like, you know, he's either 40 or approaching 40 and she's a few years older than him. And um, that behavior of going back and forth to platoon and being, you know, I don't know, in my head, I'm just imagining, you know, what would get them kicked out of these groups of people like platoons. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what would you call that today? Would it be uh, would it be manic behavior? Would it be pol- bipolar? Would it be could be any number of things? Right. But how would you know in eight in the 18 fucking hundreds? Well, this this is the thing about this play is that it's the first play in Western history that where the the protagonist is not a rich man, protagonist is a poor man. It's the first play uh, to be seen as being a, the first play of the modern theater, uh, stepping away from classical kind of setups, uh, and it's the first play to deal with mental illness. Yeah, I can see that. 
Germany. German, German. Yeah. How come this has never been, uh, I mean, with the exception of that once <coughs> in San Francisco, how come it's never been? This play, well, it's been done in Australia, and it's been done, uh, like, us, like, Middle Europe, Middle Continental Europe. Um, but the play, not as a musical, has been performed for, you know, like, a long time. Yeah. It was first mounted, it was written in 1930, or 1836, and wasn't performed until uh, the middle of the First World War in Germany. So when did Tom Waits come in and bring this music? Way later. <laughs> 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 so it opens in, uh, opens in 1914. At its opening is a guy who is in the military for the German side uh, in World War I. And uh, he went to school for um, operatic composition. And he went to see this play, and he was like, this is going to be my first play, or my first opera. And he does it, and it becomes one of the most celebrated pieces of opera in the 20th century. So this is one iteration. Now, the play, <laughs> this is fucking crazy, but the play, when it was written, um, the guy died, the doctor died, died of typhoid, presumed typhoid, when he was 23, so he hadn't finished the play. And so Wojciech and Marie are the only two characters who have names. Every Everyone else's name is the doctor, uh, captain. Um, oh, um, Wojciech's best friend's name is Andres. Marie's best friend's name is Margaret. And then there's... Uh, Andres. No, no. Th then it's the, dr the, uh, the adulterer. Is it like the the man that she steps out with is the drum major, <laughs> like that's his name. I love that it's got a specific name. I love that. That's crazy. It's very and you so like it just like focuses you in like uh, like you know like German theater does just focuses you in on the main characters and on the symbols that you move through your life with. I really want to see this. Me too. I want to make it, Monica. Okay, so the director, Monica Dodder, look her up, Monica Dodder. Uh, she's uh, directed two, two things in re recent years that I've seen that have been incredible. One has been The Other, which is uh, uh, takes place like kind of the setting is like a woman's heart. No, like, like she's even got um, like red rubber coming out of the walls and out of the ceiling and stuff. And... Uh, it's this woman who's made a career of being the other woman, and she uh, and she did this whole dance piece of like her being in herself, telling the story of like why it's why it's the best to be the other woman. I think she's a Dora Award winner, no? She is a multiple-time Dora nominee, and she has not won yet. She's a heck of an actress, though. Uh, we I got to do a show with her. Um, Really? Yeah. Stage festival was uh, called the Red Queen Effect, and I got my hand on the table. You uh, did with yeah. that was with uh, MJ. That was with MJ. Yeah. And the guy from the and, '90s uh, show. Nick Campbell. Yeah. Nicholas Campbell. Yeah. The guy from what was that? Da Vinci's. Da Vinci's Inquest. Well, uh, yeah. There, Nicholas Campbell. Yeah, she, she had a and he had a scene with Monica. Yeah. Who were you in that? I saw that. I played a guy named Travis. I played the. Uh, He represented like the the whole male gay pride. Um, yeah. 
Hmm. It was a great show though. It was so much fun. And yeah. Uh, yeah. No, she's she's uh, she's super talented. So what I'm hearing, Jay, is that this hmm. play, this musical, is going to be stacked with actual incredible talented people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, who would you be? I don't know. You might be. Maybe the captain. You might be the captain. Um. I could pull off an 1800s dress. Do you play instruments? Oh, I see. You're really into instruments. Yeah, yeah. Well, I played the tuba when I was in high school. Yeah. I can ding the triangle. Um, I can sing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also played an instrument. Do you want to hear the song? Do you want to pause this and like like hear the song of the captain? Okay. Okay, and we're back. Uh, so we listened to that song. We couldn't put it on for copyright reasons, obviously. But uh, Ted has some thoughts, and he's just having a big bite of watermelon. He's dripping on his shorts. There it is. Wow. Right in the freaking radio. That's really not very nice. <laughs> Oh God! Oh my God! You're an ASMR person's nightmare. <laughs> the sound of summer, Jay. <laughs> the sound of summer. Mm. So yeah, this play. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It came to me, it was brought up to me by some people at Storefront a bunch of years ago, and I've been thinking about it ever since, and like, I tried to, like getting it up two years ago, and I was like, okay, no, we'll do that one another day. Um, and then this time, it's, uh, I don't know, we made a good chunk of money. Not for me, but for the person listening to this. This is terrible. Oh, my God. This is torturous. Oh, God. Uh. High 80 is taking that. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wojciech. Here's the thing. Between. Okay. I think you and I should, uh, should talk about uh, Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. The porno lady? <laughs> is there one? Yeah. <laughs> what is what is it about? What's the premise of it? It's people who are very loyal to their country and hey, they just wind up fucking one another. the site where you where you put this up and if people want to pay for the content they pay for it oh you know so like like we would do this very same thing or do like video of it and either put it up on youtube and uh do the patreon thing and you know people pay for content you know like they see that people are trying to do something and you know it's funny or yeah sure yeah why not tip that's yeah. strange. I never think about like 
money in my bank or money on my card as money in my pocket. Like yeah. two two seventy nine for a game seems like an outrageous amount, even though I know I'll play it for hours or whatnot. But like to pay less than three dollars for a like a little like you know cell phone game, mm. and but like to me that's outrageous. But like of course if it was in front of me and physical, I'd pay for it. Or like like if and I had like cash on me, I'd pay for it. Well, it's what the market allows, and 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 what the you know what someone's willing to pay for it. I mean I've. I've paid a lot of money for some stupid shit in my mm. life, you know? Yeah. Um, but I wanted it, you know, and I needed it. Yeah, but, like, you know, like, people are like, all right, th- we think that this is entertainment. Let's put it up. And other people are like, yes, I believe that's entertainment. Here's two bucks. It's amazing the way that in entertainment that mm. word has changed. To the word content which content when people say content it just I, it just is this empty vacuum of mm-hmm. of anything you know content could just be you know hearing some guy eat a fucking piece of watermelon on a mic real loud you know that's your content god damn it you want to pay for it I don't know but you know this is a weird fucking world there's yeah. a lot of shit out there mm. <coughs> I heard today that the average podcast gets 148 uh, regular listeners. No, 142. 142 regular listeners. That's the average of all podcasts out there. Wow. I thought podcasts would be top rated. For me, they have. The content's better. It's not like, hey, here's a setup of the commercial, and we're back. You know, like it's. Well, I find today's radio is just when they. The majority of it is just speaking. It's noise. Mm. Those morning shows can't fucking stand. Oh, that was never my affliction. Even Howard Stern for that reason. Like I, you know, I had I liked Howard Stern, but like I never, you know, I was never like long term fan or anything. But it was just that it was in the morning, and I'm like, oh no, oh, this is like an evening thing. This would work, but. Sometimes I'll listen to CBC though, because it will put me to sleep, and that you know the whole, <coughs> you know CBC Jazz Radio, we're gonna mm-hmm. listen a little uh, Pat Metheny, and we're gonna go this. Look at me when you say that 
That was really fun. <laughs> oh, fuck. We should do that again. <laughs> Holy fuck. That'd be a great segment. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, those are really fun grooves, too. I, I was enjoying singing them. So yeah, okay. So, Patreon. <laughs> Patreon versus GoFundMe versus Indiegogo versus Kickstarter. Do you have any experience with these things? Do you uh, have a preference? Uh, not really. I've never really used either platform mm. to get out and. Have you ever? gone on to any of those platforms i have i've seen them <coughs> do you have a favorite no i don't i don't have a favorite I, I i don't know it well enough for me to have a favorite um well this is what I i'm don't asking have any money yeah to give anybody yeah well could you look it up and then get back to me <laughs> what 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 oh oh really <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Ben, I can't. <laughs> well, you know, well, there it know. is. All right, ben. Yeah. All right. 
and just it's making a lot of sense to me you know like just like relaxation and the thing that you do opens up the mind and you're able to perform at a higher level can i give a little work gripe yeah wait what do you do again uh i also on top of all these other things i work in uh, furniture delivery so we spend time in the van and I swear to God, it's like a generational thing. Like it's like, it's this one kid. He's just got all the impediments in the world, and he's just like, he'd fall asleep on shift all the time. Well I could see it happening once, yeah. Like, and I'm sure you can attest to this, like where we work together. But like, I hated having to carry someone on the floor because they're hungover. I hated being in the section next to the person who just fucking shows up all blitzed and shitty. Yeah. And like I would just be like now I have to just work double as hard because you can't fucking hold your shit because you're fucking wasted. You know like yeah. And he does that. Like, he shows up and he's like, all right, going to sleep off the hangover at work. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? No, 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 no. But like in the hour, hour and a half in between, he would just fall asleep. But what are you doing within the hour and a half? Just driving. Oh, driving. Yeah. Driving slash keeping both people alive. You know, Wait, he can't have little naps. In between Once in a while, and like, hey man, is it okay? Yeah. You know, like I understand, like you're working, you're driving, like, uh, like I was just, or like, I, you know, like in heavy traffic, like your head just does this, and like it just bobs your freaking head, you know. How's your? Uh, how old is he? How old is he? Twenty mid twenties. And just. So what did you do? What do you say to him when he falls asleep? I did the freaking, well, the last time it happened, I did the freaking shitty manager thing, and I fucking opened up, like, I just freaking ripped him. And I was like, can we fucking talk about your fucking falling asleep at fucking work? Like, I fucking, like, I was pissed. And he was like, what? What are you, what? Oh, my God, what? And I was like, can we fucking talk about this? And he's like, what? I'm falling asleep. What? Seriously, he pushed back on I was a fucking sleep. That's the fucking entitlement that I'm talking about. Like, what are you talking about? Of course I was asleep. I was like, you were fucking constantly asleep when we were fucking working together. And he's like, what? Well, I don't see why it's a big deal. I'm like, you're making money. You're sh- you're sleeping while you're making money. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, No. No. Can uh, he drive while you sleep? Okay. The the thing was on this day, I showed up on Friday after. Or no, it was uh, this is on Wednesday after not having slept because it was just before the fundraiser and I was like, you know, like I didn't sleep. Um, and I was like, "Can you drive?" And he's and he's just there in the morning going, "Oh shit!" And I'm like, "Ah." Oh, fuck are you kidding me like he was like yeah i'd rather not but you know if you wanted to and i've been and i was like i've been up since three in the morning 
And so he started the day and then I finished it. But I was up since three in the morning and that's nobody's fault, but I still got to work. So like, you know, like I didn't fucking fall asleep at work, you know, like I freaking suffered through it. But like, I was also like, I don't feel safe, like driving this morning, you know? And, uh, when you show up hungover, you know, like repeatedly, I understand what's going on. That would piss me off. Like, just <laughs> but okay, so so uh, we're in the freaking van, and uh, and we're like, he's giving it back to me, and, and he's like, yeah, yeah, let's let's talk to the bus, and I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, yeah, yeah we'll we'll call him right now. We'll 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 talk okay, to him. So he's being a dick back to you. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, okay. Let's talk to the boss about his policy on people sleeping at work. <laughs> and I, so, like, he puts it on speakerphone. And, uh, sorry, my boss, that could have been any name, uh, my boss doesn't pick up. Shit. Yeah. Damn. And from there, I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my you God. You admitted that moment there. Yeah, I apologized. As soon as I could, as soon as I calmed down, I apologized for yelling and I apologized for swearing. I shouldn't have done that. And then I apologized for, you know what? I just did the, the exact thing that when a manager would do that to me, I told him all this, when a manager would do that to me, I would just look at him and I'd be like, fuck you. You know, like if somebody like, like just like screamed at me for something, I'd be like, Jesus Christ, I fucking hate that. You know, and I wouldn't... But you didn't... Re you probably you wouldn't really deserve it. Like, did he at least knowledge, acknowledge his uh, fucking, you know, issue and his uh, poor work, work ethic? And he obviously pissed you no, off. And no, he didn't. Well, he was like, he was like, when I'm driving, I let the, uh, I let the passengers sleep. And I'm like... Okay, so it's a systemic problem then. <laughs> Maybe you just the one that just, you know, has that that work ethic and all that. No, 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 no. There's guys who get it, and there's and there's some guys who don't. Like when you show up to work at a bar shift, like you show up and like I was always I was always like I want to make my coworkers happy like I want to make sure that everything's okay for them yeah. you know uh so and I think that was you know like why people you know liked working with me you know like I was just like a clean and just like you know it has nothing to do with about with that and people wanting to get here it has nothing to do with your personality it's 100% because you hate work <laughs> what? It has nothing to do with your personality. It has to do with you being handsome. What are you talking about? People wanting to work work with you. What? No. Yeah. I'm fucking busting my ass when I was at work. That, but that had nothing to do with your arrogance. You were pretty, Jay, and he killed you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You were pretty, and he carried you away. Oh yeah. You and who? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
nipples? Yeah, they're fucking fucking busting my ass every night. Those sweaty as fuck. Do you have any more ice? No. All right. Let's get the dog food. Yeah. Is there? Jesus. All right. What I think? No, it's just chewing in the microphone. Oh, God. Okay, let's wrap it up right now. Let's wrap it up right now. I was going to say two more interesting. I was going to. Oh, God. All right. We got to go. Well, everyone, thanks for listening to this one. (coughs) (laughs) We're the Escape of Mimist. The uh, Escape is a Mist. uh, This is a uh, podcast about mental decluttering and what people do to stay happy. So uh, I'm off to Cuba for 12 days. And that's how I'm doing it. And uh, Jay's going to go home and make love to his beautiful girlfriend, and that's how he does it. Till then, go fuck yourself, everybody. (laughs) Not really.